0: Welcome to You Hate Movies, the podcast in which casual moviegoers, film lovers, and cinephiles argue about movies. Join us as we explore the most exciting and or dumb movie news from April 2020. How did Steven Spielberg save Babu Frick? When will we get to go to the movies again? Who did Darren Aronofsky pick to play the Batman? The answers, as well as our expert opinions, await you.
1: Pandemic, shmandemic, you know, I always say that
0: you i've heard you say that once in <laughs> my whole life i've known you for a long time
1: well, that's the joke because i've never said that ever oh. before
0: oh i got you
1: yeah
0: well hey get excited everyone the moves is here and really the whole episode could just be me saying this movie's been pushed back this movie's been pushed back This. Well, what about what about this movie it's been pushed back Ah man they've all been what, pushed about, back. what about the one they just announced they're going to start making one day I don't understand why they're making those announcements. Just tell us about it when we, when we know there's going to be a way for us to watch the movie and for you to make it.
1: I don't understand. I feel like the AMC theaters had a a great solution to this where they're, they, they said, well, only sell tickets at half capacity for every theater and you can't sit next like you, you have to have a chair between everybody. I thought, great idea. I will go to that theater. That sounds like the ideal <laughs> situation, anyway. You
0: want them to do that, anyway. <laughs> I want
1: them to continue that post COVID nineteen.
0: Sure. Uh, I think it should be that if you uh, they if you talk or disrupt the movie in any way, you know, look at your phone, then virus particles erupt out of the seat and infect you. Not necessarily coronavirus, just virus particles. <laughs>
1: Why do they have strains of viruses available to them?
0: I don't know. I mean, the movie business is a big business. That's
1: good. That's fair. That's a good point.
0: Speaking of the movie business, let's get right into it. Trolls World Tour. Uh, apparently has the biggest opening weekend for a digital release ever according to the studio what does that
1: even mean That just means it did better than the hunt it did better than invisible man it did better uh than emma that's all that is up against
0: yeah well this says universal announced that trolls world tour is the highest grossing vod title ever in terms of revenue And apparently, this doesn't apply to just Universal movies, but stands across every studio. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: It says the trolls numbers were quote approximately ten times higher than that of Universal's next biggest opening day for a traditional digital release. What's a traditional
1: digital release? Like you know, digital releases.
0: Yeah, yeah, those would be the movies that people have had the opportunity to, to see. No, not not in every case. Some they've had the opportunity some, to yeah. see before, some straight to VOD. But this was like a real deal, big budget movie. They got advertised in front of lots of movies all you know, through the winter. And, and it was a big kids movie and it was a sequel, so that helped. <laughs> a big kids movie? A yeah. large, a popular kids <laughs> franchise. A, l-
1: a large kids
0: movie? <laughs> it's a movie for large children. I hear it i heard it what do you think about that Tal? you think it deserves all that you had some thoughts about trolls too
1: uh yeah trolls too is bad but i understand why it would do well because the first one became so beloved by children everywhere makes sense just like people had to take their kids to see seek your life of pets too
0: yeah. You know? yeah exactly i did yeah, yeah i did too so the real question is what's this setting a precedent for? What's the next film going to do the same thing? Seems like Universal's there... either just trying to flex, trying to flex nuts as the song says, or uh Universal is uh Nuts. Yeah, you know that Ghetto Boy song. Dang it, dang it feels good to be a gangster.
1: Mhm. Right. Flex nuts, are man. there are there more movies coming to uh on demand? Or are, I feel like all the, all the rest of the movies out there are just being postponed.
0: Uh, some of them, studios are deciding to dump on their particular streaming services. Trolls was unique in that if you wanted to rent it, it just went to places you could rent it. But Disney had this big budget uh, adaptation of like a YA thing, Artemis Fowl. And the, it was going to come out in theaters and they're just dumping it onto Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. But that's well, not, there's no real way to gauge that because it's just like if you have Disney+, Plus, you can watch it. Right. right
1: but just it feels like it's similar with onward where it was out in theaters for like five or six weeks and people kind of had the chance to see it but now it's on disney plus probably three or four months before they ever plan for it to be doesn't yeah. mean like what does that mean it's like it's like almost like a like a generosity on disney's part where this film could be making them more money now it's available to the subscribers
0: yeah, I'm sure they're hoping that they will not bring new subscribers into Disney Plus. People that were on teetering going like, "Well, dang, if they're going to put Frozen 2 and Onward on there so fast, we might as well subscribe." Mhm. Yeah. Patrols is in some ways seems like a game changer because they're like, "This was going to come out in theaters. We made it for theaters. It's like at the top tier for us as a studio. Never mind, we can't do it. But now you can just rent it if you want right away for 20 bucks." which is a model that a lot of people have been arguing should exist anyway.
1: What, yeah. that movies should just come to On Demand?
0: Yeah, a lot of people, I'm not one of them, but a lot of people have been arguing. I've seen film journalists say that there should be a model where simultaneously with the theatrical release, there's like a $20 rental so that a few friends can get together, and or more than that pay like even if it was a lot of money you know $60 and you get six friends together to watch the movie everyone pays the price of a movie ticket and you watch it at home I
1: don't think anyone's paying $60
0: what if you had six friends together
1: no $20 is high enough
0: yeah I, I remember hearing the $60 thing that was for like the big like, pole movies that they thought people might actually pay that kind of thing for
1: but the home theater experience is nothing compared to Movie experience. I know,
0: but there's dummies out there with a lot of money.
1: That's true. That's a very good point, Patrick.
0: Yeah, thanks. So at this point, they're just pushing movies back, right? So everything's a quiet place, and James Bond all got pushed to the winter and fall.
1: I really wanted to see a quiet place too.
0: But is that even going to happen now? Like, if they have to back it up again, are they going to start considering that again?
1: They'll just never release it. they said, just say, ah, we missed our chance. Just <laughs> put it on the shelf.
0: Gotta make new stuff. Yeah. Everybody's gotta adapt, which is why uh, Daisy Ridley is trying to process why a lot of people didn't like um, the last two Star Wars movies she was in. So she was in a, uh, I guess this is something I've never heard of. Uh, it's It must be a podcast because it's called Dragcast. Anyway, Daisy Ridley was doing an interview. How about there's that?
1: Too many, there's too many podcasts out there. Who are these people listening to podcasts all the time? You know what I'm saying?
0: You really only need the one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh serial. Right. <laughs> yeah.
1: Right. That's good. Uh, That's funny.
0: I've actually never listened to serial. I'm not sure what it's about, but I know that it's a popular podcast. I, so I was trying I it, I was to listen searching the archives to find one popular enough to me.
1: I listened to the first season of Serial, and their whole gimmick is, this is one story told an episode at a time. And I thought, isn't that just like everything else? What's, what's so novel about that? Nothing. I don't, it's just annoying that you're trying to convince us to listen to this because it's an entire yeah, season but hey, about one story.
0: Don't pull on that thread too much. You know? <laughs> Look what we're doing here. <laughs> yeah we're not epi- we're not serialized, no, though. We're, episodic. we're
1: not, yeah we're episodic we're not trying to convince people that telling a story one episode at a time is new by any means mm-hmm. what the heck would they think getting away with that
0: mm-hmm. well um, Daisy Ridley seems kind of bummed about Star Wars yeah then I was uh, actually talking about this in our uh, Patreon episode about movie recon she mentions watching the documentary um it's called The Skywalker Legacy. comes with the Rise of Skywalker Blu-ray. She said, I was watching that um, this week whenever she did this interview. She said, it's so filled with love. I think it's that tricky thing when you're not part of something that's so filled with love or when you are a part of something that's so filled with love and then people don't like it. And then she goes on to say, I was trying to scroll through my newsfeed in January and trying not to see star Wars stuff. I'd see headlines and I would be like, Oh my God, this is so upsetting. It's been tricky, but then it's having that thing of, I feel really proud of it. I'm so thrilled to be a part of it, but it's a funny thing. She said, I felt like we were shown all this love the first time around. And then I was like, where's the love gone? Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Daisy Ridley, you know, that's great. It's great. It's great that you feel that way. But Daisy Ridley has been in what three yes. Star Wars movies, and that's it what is what is the extent of her film career other than just Star wars
0: wasn't she a newcomer before Star Wars or, I mean like wasn't that that kind that of breakout role
1: force awakens was her like her, yeah her big breakout so it's like yeah that's i I appreciate that Daisy Ridley has an opinion on this, but it's also like well, you haven't you're kind of a you're kind of nobody, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> if that's if that's too rude, well, I, I, mean, I apologize. I'm sorry, Please, Daisy Ridley.
0: Apologies to Miss Ridley. She, she
1: needs to be in one or two more movies before she can really have a lot, have any more clout when it comes to Hollywood.
0: She had. She was in some Tom Holland movie that never came out, right? I'm looking at her IMDb page. It looked like she was in some TV shows and shorts, uh and then yeah, eventually she yep. was in Star Wars.
1: She's great, and I would love to see her and more, but her opinion is like it's pretty limited when it comes to dealing with I mean, this type her experience
0: of thing. as an actress, and yeah. lots of different films is yeah, yeah, so she can't yeah, but imagine it is interesting. <laughs> You watch these uh, documentaries where everybody's hugging and being like, "Oh my god, what an amazing thing. We're doing this. Can you believe we're doing this kissing each other every day? Oh my god, I can't believe. Look at this. It's the million fuck I can't believe it. And you put, you know, regardless of whether or not it's good, you finish it even like the last Jedi. They all cry, they hug, go home. "Oh, we can not we did it." And the movie comes out and everybody's like, Bleh, like we are. The <laughs> podcast comes out. Blast, freaking piece of crap sucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh uh-huh. That must be a bummer. Sorry about. I, that. I
1: imagine it's an, eno- an enormous bummer,
0: tremendous even. Tremendous heaps of bummers.
1: Yeah, I'm sure that that's a very unenjoyable experience to put that much work into something and then
0: people hate it. Sorry about that. Yeah, sorry. Apologies Jay-Z. to Miss Ridley. Try um, next time. I wish I had less Star Wars stuff for you guys, but really, this is the moose. Like I open up all the articles that we can comment on and there's some of this in there but you might like this one remember babu frick
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. remember that little puppet
1: yeah yeah. yeah 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 he's great he's he's one that wiped the memory of c3b
0: right well a story came to light that apparently um one of the visual effects people was talking to somebody doing an interview or some some such thing and uh they said that they screened an early cut of the movie for steven spielberg and when it was over, he just turned around and said, what happened to Babu Frick? Because after the siege on that snowy planet, Kajimi or whatever, um, right. that was the last you saw of him in this original cut. Uh, and Steven Spielberg was like, where's that little puppet? And they were like, oh, dang, I guess we just implied he died. So they went and used a shot that they had of him and they rotoscoped him into the cockpit of that <laughs> Playing yeah. at the end of the movie, so that uh, the audience would have some assurance that he was still around. He's
1: still around, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, it looked like that was what they did. Yeah. <laughs> I I wouldn't be surprised if they're like somebody just threw the puppet up from underneath while they were doing it.
1: <laughs> he was the he was the most uh, entertaining moment of the film. Well, I don't know, maybe most uh, comedic moment of the film.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was great. And then, hey, the only two planets that are the only two people that we met on that planet were the two people that got off of that planet, yeah. Felicity and uh, the puppet. I'm glad we met them and got really attached to them. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> do of, we minute, even
1: see, do you even see Felicity take her helmet off? Do we even no. know it's her other than just the her eyes, and the credits? Other, if it weren't for her the credits, we would never know it was her. Sure. Right. Great.
0: Maybe a Felicity super fan. Right. I know those eyes. <laughs> I recognize those eyes anywhere. Um, Kevin Smith is still working on a sequel to Mallrats. Yeah. Which is good news or bad news, depending on who you ask. Right. And now it's about coronavirus. What? Sure. Oh, because you can't be in a mall? We don't need that. Yeah, he's making it, he said that it's going to address how the coronavirus is accelerating the demise of shopping malls.
1: Well, malls were already doomed. Do we really need to to blame uh, a pandemic for it?
0: He's got a comment on it, man.
1: I don't know. A whole movie? A whole movie, though? Come on, Kevin.
0: I mean, I know we're going to see it because we're super Kevin Smith fans, but at the end of all this, is anybody going to want to watch a movie about it? No. Well, here's what Kevin has to say to you guys. He said, I started writing the pandemic into the movie because clearly this is going to remember it for all time. It's not like, oh, why would you make uh, that so topical? The coronavirus happened last year. You'll still be hearing about corona-related stories and plot lines and drops for the next five to 10 years. So there you go. He says it's going to be timely forever. Yeah, yeah. I get that. Sure. I saw that they cast Bruce Campbell, so...
1: Timely forever. I feel like, uh yeah, everyone keeps talking about COVID nineteen as if it's like this this total landmark on the the timeline of modern history. But also at the same time, making a movie about something that's COVID about COVID nineteen feels very topical at the same time. You know, it's like, oh yeah, right, COVID nineteen movie. Got it. Funny COVID nineteen jokes. Well,
0: it seems uh, a little bit preemptive. Yeah, you know, like uh, if it were. 20 or 30 years from now and a movie came out when people would be like, oh, right, that was a crazy time. And then younger people are like, oh, I don't remember it that well. Yeah. Like, you know, when you see these movies about Olympic hostages or something like that <laughs> and the older people are going, yeah, that was Whoa, wild. I remember And that. the young people are like, what? I don't remember that. You know, that, that yeah. would make more sense.
1: It's like the Eastwood movie that came out about uh, the guy at the Atlantic Olympics, Atlanta Olympics. What was his name? Um, Jewel? No. That
0: something potato there. guy? Richard Jewel. Richard Jewel. That potato guy from, uh, I tell you. And right. what about the other Clint Eastwood movie starring the the real heroes? The real heroes, Tyler? Uh, the Train. Yeah. The Paris the movie. 15, the 1519 to Paris or whatever it is. Yeah. Loved it. That was your number one that was. Oh, was yeah.
1: the worst movie it's I've seen <laughs> in a long time still. It's just, it's just a garbage movie. Just so yeah. bad. It's insulting. Sh- <laughs> insulting that he thought anyone would find it good.
0: Hey, uh, Patrick, you set me up for a good segue, but it's over now. So let me ask. Uh, okay. You said Bruce Campbell was in, <laughs> is going to be in. <laughs> hey, Patrick, Mallrats? remember that time you
1: said Bruce Campbell?
0: <laughs> yeah, that sounds like something I'd say. Yeah, I saw he's cast in 2, whatever the sequel's called. Oh, well, did you also hear that Sam Raimi is going to direct the sequel to Doctor Strange? I did hear that. And I, I, I'm excited about that. Are you. Sam Raimi, famous director of Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3 and Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness is going to mm-hmm. direct uh, is Doctor Strange does anyone care about Doctor Strange? Are or we Sam still,
1: Raimi? are we still doing Marvel movies? what's happening with all that? I don't, I don't care
0: I know they shifted right so all of them just got pushed back one slot Yep. until they have to shift again but Yeah, it was just by time
1: I don't even mean related to COVID-19, I just remain in... Remain oh, in maybe. Not really. This I got me excited because
0: I like Sam Raimi. Uh, remember how good Spider-Man 2 was?
1: Yeah, I only just saw it like a couple months ago. Really?
0: <laughs> really? Did you think it was good? Not, uh, not far yeah, from fine. home. Not far from home.
1: Yeah, I saw far from... Oh, you're talking about Spider-Man 2. Yeah,
0: Spider-Man 2. Too. No, I'm talking, about,
1: I'm talking about Far From Home. I only just watched that a few a couple months ago. No, it was, a, okay. it was all right. It yeah, was it was fine. good. It was great. So are, we still, are we still making Marvel movies? I thought Endgame was kind of you know. Let's just. It let's just
0: feels it like it. that, doesn't it?
1: Let's call it good.
0: Well, right. it gives you the opportunity to decide that you can call it good if none of these other movies are are any good.
1: <laughs> yeah, Matt. Uh, Matt sent. Uh, did you see the the video Matt sent us in that group thread
0: of uh, the people watching Endgame?
1: Yeah, I watched that and I actually found it pretty. Weird. You know, I thought it was pretty great. It was a, a reaction video. Well, not even, not even like video, just an audio recording of theaters watching Endgame for the first time, cheering when Captain America picked up. Well, Jesus, quite a spoiler. There's a spoiler for Endgame. Plug your ears. Take out your headphones. When Captain America picked up the uh, Thor's hammer, it was just, it was just like five minutes of the whole theater shouting and screaming and cheering. And I thought, this is great
0: why are we still making more of these? Yeah, yeah. that Did was great. That? It was a great moment. It was like that in everybody's theater. Yeah. Hey, Tyler, but uh, what's the name of the hammer?
1: I don't know. Oh. Nancy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, Carol it, Nancy. <laughs> yep, that's exactly right. Nancy. Hey, but Tyler, if they do make more movies, you, yeah. maybe you can go see them in a theater because Cinemark hopes to start reopening movie theaters in July.
1: July? That's... Yeah. <laughs>
0: They can hope. They <laughs> sure can hope. July's so far away. They're, they hope to be open to premiere the Christopher Nolan movie, Tenet. Ooh, yeah, I mm. want to see that.
1: I want to see that. I haven't seen the trailer, but it sounds cool from when I've heard the trailer.
0: We got a nice cinema. And executives.
1: <sighs> oh, whoa, yeah, whoa, did. Comfy was, chairs. You just wallied out real hard for me. What? Who said What? <laughs>
0: An executive said they were going to do it. No, were you talking about Patrick? He said we have a nice cinemark here? No. We I do? Could, uh, Where?
1: Where's our yeah, right cinemark? Over near oh, you, dude. Over near me? That one? Yeah, right. Yeah. Got it. That's yeah, pretty nice. That'd be great. That'd be great. That's a short drive from me.
0: They said it's going to be a dip our toe approach, the executive said. Uh, they're going to do this is weird industry talk. There will be two weeks of showing library product, which apparently means like old movies. Oh.
1: Uh library product that's a stupid term
0: isn't it aka older movies um and then the big blast off anticipated here is the weekend of july 17th christopher nolan yeah tenet. i mean i hope so i know that when uh, some of the theaters open in china they were playing avatar and avengers for that same reason
1: hmm. and, i don't want to see avatar again
0: but you have to go support the theater or it won't be open for tenet Oh, I'd love to watch Avatar some more times and I will Yeah, we'll watch it Tyler nah, you'll, you'll change your mind know, around. We're, two all going. Three. we're all going I don't know man
1: I really want theaters to open though I'm concerned they won't reopen ever again
0: some of these theaters
1: I'm a big fan of some of these um, these independent theaters around the city that, that might not make it out of this a lot. A lot.
0: no they're not making it that's it for them but speaking of indie things, uh, Parasite came to Hulu and broke all the Hulu records.
1: Why do we have to keep records for everything? Why does everything have to break a record? Can't we just say, a bunch of people watched it and it was a great weekend and, 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 and let's just move on with our lives, all right? Let's, oh, just, ce- let's just celebrate it. Hey, people watched the Parasite and now we're moving on.
0: No, you need to know who had their numbers before this and when they got broke. I
1: don't, I don't need to know it. I, don't I, want to know,
0: I want to know what record they broke, who had it before Parasite. Okay, let me care. see if the article mentions. Do you think news like this would be on the headline... If it was a, a normal situation and all the other news weren't such a bummer, they're like, "Oh, we need some kind of good news." Who so the heck
1: cares about Hulu records? What are we even? Hulu lying? does. Why is Netflix bragging about an Adam Sandler movie breaking their records? Who cares?
0: Because they like to be able to say, "Oh, that's like this many movie tickets," which isn't really a translation that makes any kind of sense. No. Netflix says that a lot, though. I know. Well, Netflix loves to be like, "Hey, what was the name of that Adam Sandler movie? Murder Mystery." Mm -hmm. they're like we this many people watch murder mystery that's the equivalent of this at the box office you're like no it's not man because no one would have gone to see that at the box office they're watching it in their pajamas while they walk in and out of the room and crap Uh, it's true the
1: the more that these streaming services brag about breaking records the more they sound to me like trump you know where he's always going on and on about he's out (laughs) he's the greatest president ever People think he's the best president of all time. He's always breaking records and it's like there's there's no, there's nothing substantial, I mean substantive to any of these claims he's making.
0: I don't know. So I, I, don't, I don't care. All right. Well, well let's start a streaming service where we talk about how much it sucks.
1: <laughs> let's start a streaming service where we're just all about honesty, where it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, some average.
0: Yeah, it's something. Oh, man. But, Tyler, you keep wondering about these Marvel movies. I got something to tell you about them. All right. They don't have any plans to make (laughs) any Hulk stuff right now, any more Hulk content.
1: How do you think Mark Ruffalo feels about that?
0: Well, I'm going to tell you.
1: Do you think they'd ever bring Ed Norton back?
0: (laughs) No. I think that ship has sailed, and that would be weird.
1: What do you think Ed feels about always being left out of the, the universe?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that part of him, he always he gets asked about it from time to time and he's, he seems to be pretty diplomatic. He says things like, well, you know, we just couldn't reach an agreement and I like Mark Ruffalo, so I wish them all the best. Yeah. But as an actor, even if you're trying to be all cool and you, you must at least sit at home sometimes and go, oh man, I wonder what it would be like to be in some of the biggest movies ever made if <laughs> sure. I would have stayed in those <laughs> movies.
1: I wonder what it would be like to be rich.
0: More, yeah, more rich, yeah. Um, but he I, don't said, know. I
1: feel like I feel like the amount of uh the amount of um time and effort he put into motherless Brooklyn that seemed to probably be a flop. No one saw that movie right
0: yeah, it was a tremendous flop, yeah and- po- really poorly reviewed and received, yeah, unlike
1: the, trailer the movie, looked terrible
0: it did it looked real bad, unlike uh the movies with Mark Ruffalo's Hulk in it, but the Marvel's always been scared to make a you know to go other places with the Hulk but recently. He said that they had one interesting idea. He said, uh, we never really followed Hulk into his life. He's always kind of off to the side. It'd be interesting to fill in all the blanks about what happened to him in between all those movies. So like a movie that's kind of like threaded through the plot lines of the other movies. Mm-hmm. So this is just to get us to relive the movies we love? Well, I mean, you'd be getting new information. You would just know what happens. Oh, I'm into at it. At the checkpoints. Yeah. It'd be
1: like Rogue One.
0: Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah I think that that's kind weird. of interesting idea.
1: I guess it would that's let not, us back. It would let us back
0: up into, you know, the first few phases that we the, enjoyed—the good old
1: days. No, <laughs> it's have it's to, not. It's not particularly necessary, though.
0: Oh no! Means. But they'd they have to comment on the first Incredible Hulk movie. It's like, well, then my girl disappeared. That bad guy disappeared, and I look different now. So, although
1: William Hurt is still around,
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever. But yeah, do that. I'd watch that. Yeah, and he's he's in the William Hurt's in the Black Widow movie. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah, he's in the trailer.
1: Yeah, he's looking all young and computer CG computery.
0: waxy CG face. Yeah. yeah, good for him. But I don't know. After what I saw in that um, ba- uh, bad, semi bad, semi okay Terminator sequel, de aging has come a long way. Yeah.
1: What were we watching where it was super convincing? I feel like the Samuel Jackson stuff in Captain Marvel wasn't so bad. Yeah, it was pretty
0: good. No, it was but, really good.
1: Yeah. But there was something else that we were watching recently. I remember we were all pretty impressed with. I don't remember.
0: Oh, yeah, Avatar. All right. Um, uh, that wasn't it. Uh, Netflix is now worth more than Disney, Disney because of uh, the plague. Can oh, because Disney's not having revenue on their parks and stuff. Yep, that's crazy. It says Variety, reported that Netflix shares have overtaken Disney, putting the streamer's total net worth at a stock price of four hundred and twenty-six bucks per share, which gives it a current market capitalization of one hundred and eighty-seven billion over Disney's one hundred and eighty-six billion.
1: Well, Netflix, as awful as Netflix catalog is, is still significantly more robust than Disney Plus's. Certainly, when it comes to uh, adult viewing. I don't yeah. mean, adult viewing. This, yeah, adult yeah.
0: View. <laughs> right on. You just got to know where to click. Well, it's no secret The Netflix's catalog is like many, many, many times bigger than Disney's. Mm-hmm. Well, and they actually have a spectrum of content. Disney has Disney content, and right. some Fox movies, and a handful of crossover crap. At least
1: they have 12 dates for Christmas.
0: Thank, thank God for that.
1: Yeah, Netflix has everything else.
0: Thank God. Yeah. And yeah. speaking of people saying thank God, um, <laughs> Hugh Jackman is saying thank God to himself because he was uh, almost in Cats.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I saw that headline today. Good for him. He he had a what was it? He had a, a conflict with some other project he was on. So yeah,
0: it was just it was just a scheduling conflict. And good
1: Apparently. for him. He really, he really missed you really missed a lot of miserable embarrassing moments though
0: yeah they worked together on les Mis*. i forgot that that guy, the uh, the director did les Mis*. called him yeah. up to be in cats and he just couldn't make it work it have you, have
1: either of you done any research about the uh the butthole cut
0: i mean i read the occasional headline when it goes yeah by. i feel like the headlines have given me all the research i need uh yeah. all right well give us give
1: us a short summary of what the butthole cut is all about
0: apparently the whatever program they were using to make these cats it was just the buttholes were in there and no one noticed until later in the production and then they had to hire people come in and erase the buttholes so they had been putting the buttholes in there on purpose at some point they were just part of the like uh you know the design of the cats but then someone, yeah, someone noticed halfway and said, wait, is that, it's freaking anus? <laughs> do, you think, do you think that they were watching
1: the whole movie and thought nothing of it until Dame Judy Dench strolled out onto the set and they went, you can't show Judy Dench's butthole.
0: <laughs> I'm assuming that you wouldn't be seeing all their buttholes all the time. I've, I would assume that it's more like, uh, you know, every now and then one... St- sassy stride by the camera and you're like wait a minute did I just see what I think of? maybe it was one of those things where the first few people saw it and they're like nah that couldn't have been it that was probably the light
1: this feels, this feels very similar to the uh, planet of the apes um, ape genitals yeah
0: that was Tyler's I mean uh, Josiah's, Josiah's complaint and observation which i would never thought of or heard of but where are all the ape genitals <laughs> yeah he's got a point they're not there but I don't know that we need them there for the movie. <laughs> it
1: could have been a much more aggressive film <laughs> yeah yeah, Speaking
0: yeah I, don't of, know,
1: uh, I don't know if I don't know if you, any of you have been to a um an ape sanctuary in in your lifetime, but uh apes are pretty um vulgar in in that in that sense. I remember being astonished by an ape walking on its hind legs and in wagging its junk around and everybody that
0: wagging yeah. wagging
1: <laughs> that Wag- junk
0: around i feel
1: like if they had left the genitals in the apes films they would have had to make it more realistic there had to be some genital wagging you know
0: yeah, yeah. we would have got tired of seeing that i mean think about how many people commented on dr manhattan's penis and uh it's obscured for most of the movie but you do get uh, a few scenes of some wagging <laughs> yeah right <laughs> and that was all anyone could talk about i remember people saying like oh you mean the movie with the guy's blue penis flopping around you're like it flops around like two times the rest of the movie, he's either got little black panties on, or he stands like Austin Powers stands behind right. things.
1: I feel like <laughs> the the uh, Watchmen. It's more of a dangle. It's more of a swang. It's a swang and dangle. But the mm-hmm. uh, the apes I saw was an intentional wag. You know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> he was brandishing it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, brandish is a, is a good is a good term for what these apes were doing with their genitals. <laughs> <laughs> okay
0: well this is solid content thank god for the moose thank god for the where else would we find a segue into tyler's experience of apes brandishing their genitals at the passerby mm-hmm. yeah hey uh speaking of uh genitals <laughs> remember uh requiem for a dream <laughs>
1: Oh gosh yeah yeah yeah, yeah i do I was just watching a movie recently with Jennifer Connelly in it. I kept asking Sarah, do you ever see a record for a dream? And she kept saying no. And I said, Oh God, was you? It,
0: were you watching Alita battle angel?
1: No, I wasn't. I was watching some other terrible rom-com, but as light and uh, charming as this movie was trying to be, I kept imagining Jennifer Connelly in the final scene of for a Dream*. Wait. God dang, this is totally ruining everything she's ever been in.
0: Did, uh, was it, he's just not that into you.
1: It, that's exactly what it was.
0: I remember that. Yeah, uh, *Requiem for a Dream* made an impression on everyone who saw it for a number of reasons. One, it's actually a, a really good movie.
1: It's very good. It uh, is good. But, but one of the films that will genuinely haunt you for years and years. So, if you want to watch *Requiem for a Dream*, especially for the first time, be prepared for it to stay with you for a long time in good ways and very bad ways.
0: Exactly. Uh, in fact, when Abby and I were dating. One night, somehow it came up, and I was like, "Oh, it's actually a great movie." But you know, a lot of people can't handle it. She's like, "I want to see this movie." You know, that kind of talk interests some people. The speech Tyler just gave. Some people are going, "What? I'm about to watch that this weekend," and uh, so we rented a copy of Requiem for a Dream. And her brother-in-law walked into the room while we were watching it and said, "Uh, "Is this Requiem for a Dream?" It was like in the first act, and uh, we said, "Yep," and he just went, "Huh," and. She said, What is it not good? And he just said, You'll never forget it as he was walking away.
1: <laughs> I feel like we've talked about this on the podcast before. Yeah, it's just one of those movies that really stays with you.
0: So, Why are we really uh, talking about it? Because in uh, Aronofsky had something interesting to say recently. It's been uh, 20 years since it came out. Geez, That's weird. 20 huh? years. 20 years. It came out in 2000. Isn't that wild? That That's is why wow. yeah.
1: That's I wouldn't. You know, you think about the year two thousand, and you don't think that it had it in it for a the movie
0: year. Like that. The year of Requiem for a Dream.
1: The year two thousand did not have this in it to produce this kind of film. It was totally unexpected.
0: Well, apparently, right. when it came out, um, studios started chomping at the bit to hire Darren Ar- Aronofsky to make movies because they saw in him a capable young filmmaker who had a bright future ahead of him. <laughs>
1: To make a series of disturbing films.
0: Yeah, and he's done that. Uh, But one of the projects that he was brought on to discuss at one point was to get Batman going again.
1: Oh, jeez. He um, would have made a darker version than... um, Oh, boy, who was he? Who was that made the... the, um, God dang it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you got to figure it out on your own. You got to do it. Who who made Edward Scissorhands? Tim Burton.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he would have made a darker version than Tim Burton even could have.
0: There was this thing happening around uh, the time when studios, I don't remember what started it. They all wanted to hire art house indie filmmakers to reboot their big franchises. And Christopher Nolan had given Warner Brothers a ton of success with Batman Begins. I don't know if he was the first one, but everyone wanted to do that. And at one point, David Lynch was talking to Universal about Jurassic Park 4. Yep, I remember and, that. And it was like, what are y'all doing? Anyway, Aronofsky was talking to the studio about Batman, and they wanted him to uh, cast Freddie Prinze Jr. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to play Bruce Wayne. What? And uh, Aronofsky wanted to hire uh, Joaquin Phoenix.
1: Oh, Interesting.
0: Yeah. And he said that was when he parted the with the he's like we're talking about two different movies.
1: Jeez. Yeah, that's very very different. I remember Freddy when Prince they were doing Jr. this
0: and he released like uh the treatment or something for it and it was super weird, right? Yeah. It was it was bizarre.
1: For you can Batman imagine movie.
0: one of the uh, great unmade movies, you know, they love. Uh, there's all these great legends about all this movie got this far in development never got made but one of the great unmade movies is darren aronofsky's version of the wolverine yeah yeah i always think that i wish i could have seen that
1: that one would have had a lot of blood it would have been like logan but more upsetting
0: yeah that's why i walked away because he couldn't make it rated r at the time
1: yeah he needed deadpool to to pioneer that path blaze that trail
0: Yep. Um speaking of trailblazers, uh recently I don't know why, but um Quentin Tarantino got to reminisce about uh Grindhouse. Remember Grindhouse?
1: The yeah. the yeah. Robert Rodriguez Tarantino thing?
0: Yes. So not the two separate films they directed which were Planet Terror and Death Proof, but the way that they were presented theatrically was mm-hmm. a Grindhouse. feature. Yeah. With complete with fake trailers in between the movies.
1: Right, for yeah. Machete.
0: Yeah, yeah. And Rob Zombie had um, Werewolf Women of the SS. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> that one never became a real movie, unfortunately. Unfortunately, yeah. Uh,
0: apparently, you know, Grindhouse was not successful, and, uh, and Death Proof is usually the one Quentin Tarantino movie that people don't like, including him.
1: Yeah, it's not his best, but still worth watching, in my opinion.
0: It's worth a watch. It's better than some stuff. Mm -hmm. It's better than some stuff out there. It was a disappointment, put it that way. Uh,
1: It was. I remember not being disappointed, more confused, thinking like he knew what he was doing. This must be intentional, and not being like upset when it ended, but like, but like, oh, that that seemed different.
0: I actually watched that thing in the theater when they did the back to back, Mm -hmm. and when you watch Death Proof after Planet Terror, it's. Even worse. Planet yeah. Terror is super fun. And then you watched uh, Death Proof and you're like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't work. It, the pacing was wrong. And no one understood it. Everyone left after Planet Terror.
1: Yeah. Right. <laughs> right, they didn't know there was another movie coming.
0: Yeah, no one understood how it worked. And uh, recently, uh, Tarantino was doing an interview with Empire and he talked about why it failed. And he basically said it was because he was too cool for everyone.
1: Whoa, wow. He
0: says uh this is a quote with grindhouse i think me and robert felt like people had a little more of a concept of the history of double features but they didn't they had no idea it meant nothing to them so that was a case of us being too cool for school Hmm. Hmm. robert's movie was good which is funny because uh historically he makes some bad movies and every now and then a good one yeah (laughs) that's very true spy kids shoot Good, yeah. Spy Kids is great. I guess I haven't seen it.
1: Mm-hmm. I haven't either.
0: Sin City was great. oh
1: No, right? that one is great. Yeah, that's a really good one. Everybody watch that. If you're stuck at home in quarantine, that's a great one to rewatch. Mm-hmm. Go check it out. But don't don't get caught up in the spirit. That's not good. Sin City, though, is good.
0: I didn't see this. Was that that was like Robert Rodriguez with Frank Miller co-directing in Spirit? Yeah, yeah Frank, Frank, Miller, Frank Miller worked on it.
1: Frank Miller was trying to recreate the magic of sin city and it just did not work
0: that was a one-off you can't really mess with that again Mm -mm. Mm -mm. hey uh tyler have you seen robert egger's uh debut film the witch yet i have not even though you loved the lighthouse so much
1: i really loved the lighthouse so much but i have not seen the witch
0: yet while you're in quarantine, maybe you want to visit The Witch, see some more of this filmmaker. I don't know. Somewhere. Is
1: there any romance or comedy in it? Because that's kind of the... That's where you're at right now? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll watch say, it.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of that in there. Check it Isn't out. Isn't
1: The Witch is on Netflix or something right now, right?
0: Is it? I don't know. It's hmm. on, on some. Check that it's app that something. Matt told us about. Here's another thing for you quarantine it? people. It's uh, called Just Watch. Um, and it is a fantastically simple interface where you type in the name of a movie, The Witch, for example. It comes up in this little search engine, and it tells you all the options that you have to watch it digitally. If it's available for free anywhere, then it'll tell you. And in this case, it is. It's on Netflix and something called Canopy. What the heck Mm. is Canopy?
1: Yeah, there's another one that I've always used called Can I Stream It? And it'll tell you yes or no.
0: Mm. that's a little more yeah, look at this the title
1: yeah yeah wow it takes
0: you to the rental options and all that yeah anyway he's making a a third film now it's called the northman and it's a viking movie mmm oh, that sounds uh, good
1: I don't know I don't know if I care enough about vikings
0: I do he says it's big
1: oh epic. wow if it's big epic, epic. Okay, epic. great. the
0: scale is so huge he says mm-hmm
1: I I would love to see a I would like to, I would love to see him have a bigger budget and if that's what that means for this film, good for him. I'll watch it. So now you're in. Yeah, but you know the Viking thing is not selling me. It's the him having a bigger budget thing that's selling me.
0: Yeah, but if you just heard, hey, he's making a movie about a lighthouse, I don't know if that would sell me.
1: <laughs> I don't know, man. Lighthouses are wild.
0: Yeah, the way that we found out about it, remember, it was like and. Uh, the witch guy is making some kind of movie about a lighthouse, and it may or may not be spooky. And we said, cool.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Is there seagulls in it? It's pretty great.
0: Yeah, that turned out to have (laughs) seagulls and everything. The whole thing.
1: I'll watch watch The the Northmen. I don't know if I love that name. Maybe you Uh, should rethink it. it.
0: To be fair, I'm not sure. It's, It's one word. I mean, Northmen is one word, but it looks like Northman. I'm sure that that's not the right way to say it. It sounds super interesting to me because of the research that him and his brother do for these movies, with The Witch and with Lighthouse, of like the context of the, the actual time. Mm-hmm. It seems like it'd be really cool if they I ever appreciate, to make I
1: appreciate that. Yeah, it makes me it makes me um, well appreciate the films more.
0: Great. All right, Tyler. I got one more thing. This one's for you in particular. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Uh, Disney is working on a live action and read that as CG uh, remake of the Robin Hood movie with the Fox Robin Hood. Oh, interesting.
1: It'll be uh, a, you know, walking, talking, dancing, singing Fox and bear.
0: Yes. Uh, from the director of blind spotting.
1: Oh, well, I never saw that, but Matt loved it. Uh, I've considered watching that lately. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know how I feel. I don't know how I feel, but I really love the idea of the uh, Disney Robin Hood getting some uh, some attention and some, some more respect because it's a classic.
0: You think the bear will look like the bear in Jungle Book? Since <laughs> it's the
1: same. Yes, it the animated same is, yeah, it's the same is Yeah, the same There's a lot of similarities <laughs> between the Robin Hood uh, animated and Jungle Book animated Disney originals.
0: Mm-hmm. And since the, uh, isn't it the same voice, the same voice of Little John as Blue? so that, does that mean that they have to get Bill Murray to voice <laughs> Little John? Oh,
1: that'd be good. I, I wouldn't be upset about that if they did.
0: Uh, the screenplay is being written by whoever wrote, Carrie Granlund, who wrote the screenplay for the Lady and the Tramp Disney Plus movie. Oh,
1: great. Did anyone <laughs> see that?
0: Yeah, I saw that. Is it good? Yes, Lady and the Tramp.
1: Got it. Great. Yeah. What, what, I, that's so confusing to me. Why did they make a, a live-action Lady than Tramp and then just send it to video on demand instead of theaters?
0: They needed some sweet, sweet content for their streaming service.
1: Right, but couldn't they have pushed it to theaters first because that's everything else on their platform?
0: Maybe it was cheaper. I don't know. I haven't seen it. Does it look cheaper, Patrick? It does look cheaper. There you uh, go.
1: Yeah. Bummer. Because
0: that, like that Christmas movie that they made, the Elf ripoff. With Anna Noelle. Kendrick, yeah, Noel, yeah, really it cheap. looks dirt cheap.
1: It looks really bad.
0: But It looks like someone like, put a budget on it halfway through. <laughs> yeah, it really does. But when you watch like Jungle Book, especially, or Lion King, or any of these, they do not look cheap. Like, Lion
1: King looks expensive. super oh yeah,
0: massively expensive. expensive. These movies do not look like. Lady and Tramp does not look like that.
1: Lion King looks, in my opinion, a lot better than Jungle Book did. Look, Jungle Book, I feel like if you pay attention to the edges. Of like the animals and the and the background, you start to lose. You start to lose your the, the suspension of disbelief starts to get a little lighter. But the Lion King seemed to do much better.
0: It's a shame because Jungle Book was such a better movie than the Lion. It really, movie. really was.
1: Yeah, it's true. I can,
0: so Tyler's lesson, the takeaway is like when you're watching these movies, don't stare at the edges of the animals. <laughs> <laughs> Look in their eyes. <laughs> oh god what are we doing here what's the point of keeping up with the movie news anymore We can't go to the movies movies aren't being made movies are being cranked out onto streaming services dumped onto streaming services but hey let's be positive about this leave a comment on this episode and let us know how you're doing and what you think about the movie news anything important that we missed and should know about and or comment on youhatemovies.com